Hello and welcome to this episode of the coaching podcast from British Canoeing. So welcome to the latest edition of the coaching podcast. My name is Pete Catcher. I'm the talent coach developer for British Canoeing. Uh, and this episode, I'd like to introduce Gary Quintenton from the um, coaching department to uh, give us a bit of chat about what he does, how he does it, uh, lessons learned all that kind of stuff so we're gonna have a, a, a nice chat with gary um so if i hand over to you gary can you just sort of introduce yourself give us a rundown of what you do and then uh i think it's always nice to hear about how you've got to that point as well so i'll just hand over to you for a couple of minutes to give us some insight into it. everything about you okay hello thank you for having me um so my job is currently um, Fast Track Talent Transfer on the Discover Your Power program, the DYP, or is that what we like to call them affectionately, the Dippies. Um, and that basically is transferring athletes from other sports, um, wide variety of sports. I've currently got taekwondo, netball, and rowing, powerlifting. Um, some of the sports. And we're transferring them from their sport into our fabulous sport of, of canoeing, sprint canoeing. Um, my side of the sport is um sprint canoe healing sprint canoe um very difficult discipline um and and we have basically two and a half years to try and get them to some form of potent potential um under 23 world class level so it's not an easy challenge it's kind of difficult but you know um we've been quite successful so far um and the previous program i was in charge of bringing the canoe program that side of things i say in charge loosely um and the success of that at the moment is Katie Reed, Chloe Bracewell, Afton, who's our senior canoe program. Um, and yeah, so that's that's the exciting part. I mean, great group of athletes to work with, privileged every morning to, to go and meet them. Um, my background, basically, um, I used to be an athlete many, many, many moons ago um, at various uh, sort of levels. So I started about the age of 12 canoeing, kayaking. Um, and then gradually worked my way through to the senior programme, as was in those days, a few world championships. Um, and then um, I stopped uh, 92, um, focused on my business, which was supporting supplying my sports. Um, I mean, um, which then um, meant I also got married and had kids. And 2008, I decided I needed to do something about my physicality because there's an awful lot more of me to love than there is now. Um, it hasn't been kind. <laughs> and um, I, I, I kind of missed the sport anyway, because this was something that I've been doing from a very young age, every day, two, three times a day, um, and what interaction. And I'd never really felt comfortable being away from the sport. And then once I started back in, I sort of found myself a bit more. But um, the club, Lincoln Canoe Club, my club, um, born and bred, um, was not the clubs I remembered at the time. We had a group of senior silver-haired warriors um, of various successes, Olympic success right the way down, um, competing, 10 members, um, and on junior. And that was it. And because I got involved in the sport again, my children wanted to. Um, so introducing them to sport, teaching them how to paddle, and then finding the coaching role. And I decided to do something about the lack of juniors. Um, and very quickly, um, we turned that around to you know, a couple of years of 40 plus junior paddlers at the club and parents being involved and, and club growing again. So what it needs to be. But 
but along that journey, obviously coaching qualification is quite important to do things properly. Um, and the, the opportunities that offered was quite a life-changing experience for me. I was in a place in my life at the time where I was a bit fed up with my job, probably depressed, I think. And then all of a sudden, it was like having a fix um, and, and excitement and, and, and enjoyment of coaching and making that change. I sort of found myself, um, and I just found myself having a hunger and a thirst for not wanting to know more. Um, I worked my way through the level one, level two, battling with what, what, how does this relate to what I do from a performance side of things. But actually, I fall back on those basic fundamentals every single day in, in, in many forms, many aspects, you know having to learn how to do open canoe. I mean, I love open canoe. Once upon a time, if I said that, my tongue would go all furry and swell. <laughs> and <I> choke. <laughs> but I love open canoe, and it has so many uses. And in what I do now, if, if needs be, we go back to them and things like that, use them. Um, so, And then about 28, I think it was, 28, no, 2010, I found out you could get a job working for Canoe England as a coach. Um, and um, I, I couldn't believe you actually got paid as a coach, which would have been a dream, you know. Um, and um, I worked very hard to see if I could get that position um, for our, our area in my club. Um, I was successful in that the club was doing some wonderful things. We've got kids coming through, getting some basic international successes and things. Um, I was mentoring coaches into the pathway at the club. We've got, gone from no qualified coaches to 12, 13 coaches very quickly with qualifications, UKCC qualifications and things. Um, so we started putting things on. Um, got a couple of years later, that role changed. Um, loved working in that environment, became a competition coach, regional talent pathway coach. Um, working in that environment, that was about 2012, 13. And then through the guidance of Heather bringing in this fast track program, I was offered the opportunity um, to take part in the as, as the canoe coach, um, we've gone through various phases, and that was another life-changing opportunity for me. And an experience I'd, I'd, you know, to be in that that, 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 that that arena was phenomenal, knowing nothing, next to nothing about canoe, um, and actually realising how little I knew about coaching. So I was coached, and then, you know, um, being challenged in lots and lots of different ways with... Um, various coach developers, Mike Chandler, massive influence on the way I think, Jörg Groats, head slalom coach, who was a mentor for me, working with other international coaches, the coaching team at Home Pier Point, um, interacting with Steve Train, um, all of these guys, um, um, and, and other kind of athletes who were just massively passionate about sharing their knowledge um, and, and um, Growing with the sport, growing with the girls, understanding what we need to do to where we are now. Um, still in it. <laughs> yeah. Continue. <laughs> Brilliant. And that's, you know. Proudest moment of the day for me, because I work really hard. It's a bit soppy, this, but the proudest moment of the day is when I wake up and I get to pull on my British canoeing shirt. That's what I like. I, I'm, that's my proud moment, because um, it means a lot to me. You know, I mean, you hear, you hear of England rugby and people like that deserve wear the shirt and what that means and to me that's a very similar experience you know so, yeah. uh, so. that's good that's good that is good to hear and you know that's something the reason i wanted to get you on is because I, I like our chats and you know we, we had an hour pretty much before even starting this today, <laughs> just chatting and that's always good that your your uh the, the passion for coaching always shines through like in every you know i haven't done you that long but every conversation we have it's like 
yeah like let's let's get him on let's let's have a conversation too sounds like you know you were driven to it from your passion for for paddling yourself into passion for coaching and, and i like what you just said about um almost like the more you do the less you know you keep answering yeah. questions that's pretty common that's coming out of quite a lot of chats i have with coaches across hmm. the pathway is you end up with more questions and we've got a group of coaches that never think they know it all and that, i think that's a really healthy place and you talk then about uh the sort of sharing of knowledge as well across coaches again that's that's something that that i'm really pleased to to be involved with and see that 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 is there nobody's holding on to something as theirs and nobody's everyone's proud of what they do but no one's precious about what they do and that that's something that that i think is really important as well we can be proud of, of how we coach and what we do but don't be precious about it and learn and grow and i think that's something that com- comes out of what you were just saying there so I think that's a really, really interesting start. I think we're going to have to do more than one podcast now because I've just... <laughs> um, okay. things, things I'd like to talk about though, Gary, is um, yeah, you've got a really unique role there with the transferring of athletes and uh, and in particular into into C1 and, and or canoe racing, not just C1. But um, And I'm not saying that it's harder than any other sport because I'll, I'll get shot down. However... It is a it is I've called it witchcraft a few times watching what your athletes do out there and how you how you work with them. Um, so give us some insight into how you start off. So you know we've got athletes like you said from different sports. What is it? Taekwondo, rowing, powerlifting. We've had karate. We've had all sorts of stuff. How do you turn those guys into racing canoe athletes? Give us give us some insight. There. I'm very lucky in that they think it's me, but actually they're the talented ones. <laughs> um, the whole process starts when they apply. They apply to be part of this program. You can support, run it, organise it, um, fund it. Um, and there's a whole process that they have to go through. So there's an online application that gets filtered out. Then they go through phase one where we're measuring strength testing, um, fundamental movement testing, all sorts of things psychological thing then we, we point direct people into different uh, arenas so there'll be different sports there so you'll have rugby you'll have uh, short track cycling um, speed skating and they're looking for physical qualities that can be transferred from these athletes um, and then we go through three phases of selection once they get signposted towards us um, which once again um, we're, we're measuring monitoring um, trying to identify qualities that we think are the right qualities that we're looking for, right the way through to putting them into boats um, and seeing how they behave. And because we actually had one girl who's terrified of water, and say, look, uh, this probably isn't the right sport for you. Then, so you know, one of our athletes to this day still gets seasick when she's in a boat. You know, which is a bit of a giggle. We all have a laugh about that, but um, but it's performing to such a high standard and managed to come over that. Um, so, um, yeah, so we bring them through the various phases. We take them then onto the confirmation camp. Um, but right the word, right from the word go, we're working with the basic fundamentals. So when we bring them onto program um, um, or through confirmation camp, it is that fundamental, the fun bit in, in, in skill development. And I'm a big believer in skill development first. Um, and then perform look after itself later. Um, you know, so um, how how do you part? They know nothing about the sport. The blank canvases. It's brilliant. Yeah. We can do bench shape 
whatever. But what they do bring is their experiences and the qualities that they've already gained from previous coaches, um, previous sports environments, and they bring that into the arena. They're already accomplished to a certain level self-discipline training and hungry for success. You know, they've got as high as they can usually in their own sport and they want, um, it might be for netball, for example, it's not an Olympic sport, so there's no Olympic medal and it's a team sport, but they might want that Olympic gold medal that our sport offers them. So that's that's what they're looking for. That's what they're hungry for. Um, and the opportunity to work in a high performance environment um, and everything that goes with that. Um, it's not easy. <laughs> it is difficult. So very, very, the, the first thing that I do is, is make sure that the environment is a safe place for them to learn to fail in and also fun as well as the seriousness. Without, without that, um, we've, we've, we've got to have that alignment. We know we've got to achieve something. And there's going to be casualties along the way, if you like, as people drop in, drop out. Um, but it's, it's very much around setting that environment and understanding them and what they want and them being aligned to us and us being aligned to them. And I, I like to coach the person that's in front of me, even though it's a group, a squad, you know, yeah. different, all individual, all unique. Um, so, and that, that's the fun part. So straight away, we went out in bell boats, we went out in um, open canoes, lots of paddling on the bank, um, learning how to do skills, um, teaching them how to eat properly, teaching them how to lift the weight properly. You know, we've got, you have to basically, that brings the thing. So one of the girls was a powerlifter as well. She's got that advantage, but um, actually there was quite a lot with the technical that we could help and improve. And she was actually quite weak in um, flexibility um, and stability. So we worked a lot on, go right back down to basics and spend the time um, developing those fundamentals. So core stability, shoulder health, hip health, strength before we start lifting the right things the, the heavy stuff we're not going to lift heavy weights till the end of this year and that's a three-year journey because we need to be in the right place to do it um i rate them on all sorts of stuff red amber green gold and when they're ready we move them forward not until making sure that the craft of the paddling are appropriate for the needs to learn the skilling all that sort of stuff um and, and we just yeah make it fun we played we played um canoe polo in that's on the canoe course, but with single blades. We played football polo, all that sort of stuff. Um, and, and, and then trying to run them across. And I think in our first year, we paddled something like 38, 39 different types of paddlecraft. Wow. Just so the girls could see that transfer and develop the skills in different boats of what they need to do. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. Um, lots, of, lots of fun, lots of fun. Um, yeah. And and you, you know, Sorry, say again. And, and, and different environments. That yeah. Different environments, you know, so. Yeah. And um, just think about the, these these athletes that have come in, you know, pretty high level in their sport. Do they, is there any, do they build up any frustration that, you know, <laughs> back to the beginning again? Um, um, well, one, one of the issues we, we have had is that some of them are used to training quite hard um, and they don't actually realise, because it's not just the physical quality, but the mental quality of, and, 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 and the exhaustion sometimes of having to do think and concentrate all the time yeah. but sometimes you just have to alter things a little bit because um one of the girls was a row and she's used to doing 20 30k a day we don't do 20 30k a day we do a bit of work in the gym a bit of work on the water place so she felt like she was getting fitter and there's the pressure that they put themselves to be the best within the group um and then so we had to anticipate but a lot of that comes down to um 
and briefing and priming the sessions and, and making sure they understand what the plan is um, and, and, and once again marrying up to what they want. So I write out a timeline of where we need to be in 2020 um, and, and various key points along that journey that we've gained from previous experiences, um, you know, events and opportunities and, and timelines, if you like, as in if by July next year we can be hitting a certain time as an outcome, we're on task, we're doing the right thing. Um, and that's just a guide, you know, the time isn't important, but at the same time, I've got qualities in place, skills um, yeah. that I've, I've periodized into the program that I'm hoping to have um, developed by the time we get to that point. Because if we get those bits right, that bit looks after itself. That's the yeah. bit, not all about that time. The first program, the learning for me was, um, going off script a bit, but the first program for me was more about the performance than the development. And that, that's great. We had very early success, um, bronze medal in the first year, 2015, um, world champion, European championships, all sorts of things like that. Um, but the limiter was technical because we'd worked on speed. We hadn't got the technical bit right. And that becomes a ceiling limiter so that later on in the development, you have to go back and develop other stuff. So that's a loss of time. So this time around, one of the learnings for me, because I don't mind failing as long as I'm learning, and, and often that failing is learning, um, is the development of the athlete first and foremost and their skill sets. That's really important. And what I'm finding and discovering is, yeah, we might be a bit slow this time around, but actually our overall performance is so much better. And when we really do start to focus on the performance, it's going to be much higher and we're going to be yeah. so much, much, much better. You know, so that's, that's the really important part for me. Yeah, that that makes that makes loads of sense. You know, mm. I like the fact yeah. that you're not scared to fail. That's that's really good. You're not scared to admit you've got things wrong. You know, that that's that's a big part of it. Regular occurrence for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you know, but if you're if you're open to that, then it probably means your athletes are open to exploring yeah. and, and and admitting when things have gone wrong and that they didn't get things right. I think that's a nice, mm. really nice kind of part of your mm. coaching coaching philosophy whatever you want to call it that's that's really interesting actually yeah. and then you talk a little bit about sharing sharing the journey with them so that they're the, almost like the communication about what what it's going to take to progress and something you always talk about as well is is how you you adapt your coaching style to meet the athlete and i think that's something that i've one of the early conversations we had i, I was just like oh i like i like the way he's going with this and and so how do you do that? So, you know, if you've got an athlete that wants to be coached maybe differently than is your natural natural environment, how do you, how do you adapt your coaching to make it so it works for them rather than expecting them to adapt to you? Um, well, I can coach the way I think it should be and we can have friction <laughs> and we can be at loggerheads and it can be uncomfortable or I can move um, and 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 it's very much around knowing your athlete. So we spend a lot of time um, understanding the athlete. So we do things like the formulation process, which is a massive learning for me. That's around the psychology of the athlete and their background, their history, their social networking, um, and who, who supports them, who are the key people, um, and what's important to them. You know, what are their hobbies, their other interests, that sort of stuff. So you've got things to talk about. Um, the barriers, you know, what, what's stopping them from progressing, or even if they're doing really well, what can we do to accentuate that? Um, we understand things like, you know, the, we, we do the insights, which is the colours, um, reds, the greens, the yellows, the blues, which I find fascinating. We, 
look at the winning behaviors, habits, um, and, and stuff like that. And, and you start lining things up and just sit down sometimes. And it's really important to, to listen to what they're saying. And, and once you get to understand them more and their background and where they're coming from, you can create conversation. I also share a lot about me with them because, I mean, I'm working with girls. Girls love to know, don't they? That it's not how we're going to do this, it's why are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> and yes. it's another question, another question, another question. So, um, and that, that's, that's the wonderful thing about girls. Girls are communicators. Um, and so, um, and I love chatting, as you know, so that works quite well usually. Um, and, and you start to understand more and and if you understand them you might understand that their coach was a telling coach so they need to be a bit more directed um but i, I can't operate like that so i have to give a bit and explain where i'm coming from and understand and then relate to them so I, as all it's not rocket science it's like um actually understanding what the journey is um understanding what my role is in that journey with them sharing that information um then um why are we doing what we're doing within the session? What is it relating to them and why are they doing it? How does it make them go faster? And, and then understanding, trying to understand if I'm something, this is black, this is black, this is black, but they're going, no, it's blue, it's blue, it's blue. That isn't going to work. We need to be in that gray area. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> conversation. And, and quite often, I mean, we have lots of athlete meetings and quite often it's like so how, how do you want this what do you think i'm trying to say i'm trying to do so and i and i will try i'll try really hard to, to find that common ground um so that we get the engagement that we're looking for because it's all about making them curious enough to want to know more um so you know and and they're they're they become self problem solving growth mindset athletes you know and, and we want them curious we want them Wanting to know more, they they chase me now. It's it's great. I have to think really fast sometimes to stay in front of them. <laughs> yeah. That's really yeah. You're you know you're turning athletes that maybe yeah like you say have come from a they've been told what to do and you're trying yeah. to turn them or help them develop their question and their understanding mm. so that they're leading on on everything. Mm. That's, that's I, don't, I don't I don't like giving them the answers. If you see what I mean, I used to. And, um, and and people laugh now. I used, to, I mean, one of my favourite sayings was, "Oh, that's great, that's good." And girls, girls don't necessarily need to know it's good all the time. Boys, boys different, but girls, it's like um, they actually need to be told sometimes because that's what they want. I don't mean it in a nasty, aggressive way. It's sort of like, yeah. And they kept saying to me, "Yeah, it's good." But what is good? Yeah. Well, what you've just done—that's good. What is Gary? How do I get it better? How do I, you know? It's like. And oh, hang on, and then it was me going off, learning more about my language, what I'm saying, what I'm doing, and how that's being perceived and heard, um, and that communication. And then all of a sudden, it's like the lights going all over the place. And I'm like, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's interesting. I used to get that as well. Like, I, I, I was similar to you, really. I'd be like, oh, that was good. That was good. Lots of thumbs up. And then you suddenly realize, you go, I need to tell them why that was good so they can do it again, not just good. <laughs> yeah. So, so really well, understand it. Yeah, so within the session, it's like, um, it can be a bit frustrating. It's like, um, I like I said, I don't like giving them the answers. I like them to find out how and work out how to do something. And they'll come back and tell me. Um, and at the same time, and then they'll ask me my opinion. And quite often I'll give it, but first I'll tell them what I actually saw and what I thought they were doing really well, even when they thought they were getting it wrong. So, you know, if they're falling in, um, and what I'm actually seeing is 
learning how to support stroke stability and then um, how you managed to overcome that problem there so that you could do the task that they're looking for and then were successful with it. And that's the bit they don't often see when they're getting it wrong, how they're developing that skill around getting it right. You know, so. it, I, you know I, I keep promising and luckily I'm thankful for coronavirus for one thing because I promised to get in one of these things this summer so I'm hoping lockdown lasts for a long time but um because it will just be a wild swimming session I'm sure it will be but it seems to of a lot of tenacity to be a, a canoe sprint paddler and that getting it wrong and being able to fail and accept or not fail but I understand that falling in is is a massive part of that learning journey yeah. um you know that must be quite a quite a hard one to to keep going in those early early years for sure um, well it is it is and it isn't um but base i mean it's, it's a bit harder because we are condensed in what we have to do in, in the time frame that we have but if you don't properly you can be very successful so i don't put them into a boat that they can't manage um we have boats that they can develop their skill sets in lots and lots and lots of different boats and then when i think we're ready so on the confirmation camp we had four weeks my main aim was from not being able to paddle to be able to get into a form of C1 racing boat um, by week four. And each week had a, had a plan to it and it had a theme. So it was um, uh, explore, um, develop, refine, excel. Very simple. Um, and, and by the fourth week, with all the work that we'd done get to that point, we went out, we primed, I knew what I was doing. And I, it was almost, like I've become redundant again within that fourth week, apart from the excitement of setting up new boats and all that sort of stuff. And the girl that we put in for the boat for the first time, it was incredible. She got in the boat and a little bit of trepidation, everybody's lined up watching stuff, and she paddled off. And sort of 10 minutes later, I was bored. <laughs> she was still <laughs> around. She wasn't doing it particularly well by, by any stretch of the imagination, but she hadn't come out and she was doing all the basic fundamental stuff that we were looking for. And we had quite a lot of success like that. We had a lot of failure as well. But, well, they all paddled the C1 for at least um, 30, 40 seconds, which sounds not very long, but it's long. That's enough to <laughs> 10, 15, 20 strokes in, get out in the middle, and then have to swim back. The screams, the giggles, and all that sort of stuff was going on as well at the same time. And I, I, I was just at the back encouraging, supporting. So and that, to me, was success and success for them. Um, and then... When we come on to camp, it's revisiting the basics um, and making sure they're in the right boats, not putting them into too far. I, I get frustrated even at the club when I see coaches putting athletes into boats that they can't manage, they can't paddle. They haven't got the skill sets to, to keep the boats upright, steer, let alone going a straight line. And I find that really frustrating. So I try you not find they end up they, they end up just learning coping strategies rather than good yeah. techniques. Yeah, coping strategies, bad technique, using the wrong muscle groups to keep the boat upright, um, all that sort of stuff. And it takes a long time um, rather than realising and recognising that actually I can go faster in this more stable boat because I'm more confident in it. And even now I'll take people out of the boats that are paddling and then put them in because something completely different. You know, I'll use a subboard to develop an A-frame. Um, I'll stick big barrels on the back of the boat, um, water cool bottles. So we've got a solid platform when I'm trying to develop confidence onto the catch. You know that sort of stuff so you know um, or if, if we can't get into the position how can i expect them to be able to paddle how i need them to so we have to spend time in that area but making the athlete understand that 
and, and recognize how important that is for their long-term development progression. You get that buy-in straight away and they don't mind the fact that the two are disappearing off down, down the course doing some speed work maybe, whilst they're having to sit back and work on a small area of part of the stroke. And then yeah. a week later, we go back out there and the difference, that's the important part. And it takes time. Yeah, and it sounds like you have to be quite creative with them as well. So, you know, you're using lots of different boards and boats and, bar and barrels now as well. Not <laughs> yeah, I, I love where does that come from? Where does your, you know, you are, um, you are a pretty creative coach. So where, where does that, where does that come from? How have you developed that? Um, well, I, I just... More easily or... Well, I like, apparently what I do is, I'm, what I'm really good at is constraint training, which I, I had to look that up. I didn't know what that was. Somebody else said to me, oh, you're really good at using constraints. And I go, am I? Compliment? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or has he just been really rude to me? So, um, so I went off and looked at that. And, and actually, yeah, so I see stuff. I think about stuff. I love movement patterns. I love watching um, how things work. You know, if you see somebody doing something well, I, I like to try and understand how that's happening. Um, you know, everybody knows what a really good paddler looks like when they're paddling well, things like that. Watch a slalom paddler go down the course, and, and my, my colleagues laugh at me, but I often think slalom is very much like ballet. If they do it well, it's it's executed and it's performed, and it's and it's it's a magical thing to watch. Um, sprint paddler paddle really well. It's it's an amazing thing to see. Um, and then, so when I'm watching canoe, um, and 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 you see canoe going well, it's understanding moon plants. When it's going wrong, it's understanding what's going wrong and why. And what can I do to help that so we get to position? Is it a physical thing? Is it a technical thing? Is it a bit of both? So is it they just can't move to that position because they're not flexible enough, identifying both body blade, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then understanding the skills they need. So, for example, um, for our first regatta, I keep saying this to people, it was, for me, the aim of the first regatta, which was six months after they started on programme, all I wanted them to do was to be able to get the front of their boat into the bucket and start. Anything after that was a bonus. Um, and you know what home field points like, it's windy, um, it's usually a crosswind of some description, you've got one blade, no rudder, you're on one knee, one leg, one arm, and um, that's a challenge on its own. Um, and what skills do they need? So it's identifying the skills to do all of that. So um, how do we make them confident enough to be stable enough to hold their boat in position on the start line? Um, so things like um, balancing, throwing balls at them, um, they have to catch, um, core stability work in the gym. We work physically in the gym and we develop skills on the water. Um, and, um, you know, watching other coaches, I steal things from other coaches. Um, one of my favourite sessions is bungee on the dock where I tie bungee to the boat and um, to the bank. And it's not about strength, it's about the movement pattern and the feel um, and the connections and understanding the movement patterns you need to get into to be in that position. Um, and that's, that's the exciting part. Um, and then quite often I'll think of something and then we go out and try it and it evolves into something else. And that's it's like... You know, so um, I took the girls onto the train because we couldn't get on the, um, it was too windy on the canal, on the, on the course. Um, and we found a nice quiet spot. And I took a ball with me, loved the ball in. Um, and very quickly that ball came thrown flying back to me. And the next thing you know, that they're, they're, they're flicking it and kicking it. Um, and we're playing football and catch all sorts of stuff and they're playing it amongst themselves. And, you know, wow. so, um, and, you know, it's like, how do you create a stronger connection? Well, let's go out and open boats and um, play tug of war. Um, <laughs> understand. <laughs> you know, 
what, what happens if we turn this paddle upside down, all that sort of stuff, um, try to paddle the wrong way, and what happens if we paddle on the wrong side, um, and, and all that sort of thing. So and anything and everything, I'll give it a go. My, my latest creation is a water cooler out of the back with um, a bungee cord on that's about four or five metres long, and as they dig in, you get the resistance of the bottle, um, but they also it creates disruption within the boat, so they're trying to create a gold standard paddle technique, if you like, because we yeah. rate the green goal. Um, but with this disruption going on, which is equivalent to um, being on choppy water, if you like, or in a crew boat where somebody falls out of time. And you know, yeah. the other thing we do now is the girls are recognising the importance of the, the drills that we do. And they, they're coming to me and saying, look, I need to develop this. Can I do some more of this? Because this helps me with this. And, and can, I, can I do this instead of what the session is? And I'm, I'm happy enough to go, yeah, that's important to you. So, yeah, we'll do that, you know. Um, that's really interesting they're coming to you knowing what what their problem yeah. is what they want to try and do to solve it yeah like, and, that's, and, and, isn't it? That, that's making yeah. your life a lot easier than you having to create yeah 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 well we're at the point now which um i mean this lockdown stuff we've identified the opportunities rather than the the um the restrictions that and stuff like that and and um they're now planning their own blocks training blocks um, reviewing their outcomes, they're leading it all. We've just second block going into um, end of July now. We've got aims, you know, it's an agreement between us. I want this at the end of the block, and then how we get there, and, and they lead it. How, how, what do I need to do? So, what have I tried? So, it's quite nice. Yeah, I, I was going to sort of, as we start to sort of wrap up the, the chat, <laughs> we'll definitely do another chat. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> Uh, I was going to ask you um, about, you know, how, how lockdown's been for, for, for you and the athletes and sort of now they're sort of emerging from from hibernation. How are they? <laughs> they are really, really good. I mean, personally, I know this is an awful thing to say because there's been an awful lot of awful things happening. Well, I've actually really enjoyed lockdown because lots of things like 12 hours in the car every week, I don't have to do anymore and stuff like that. So um, more time with the kids, more time at home. But we've been running virtual sessions um, and and all sorts of things. But first thing we did was send them home and get them set up in their own environment, um, which for all three of them was a bonus because the people they were stopping with are the people they wanted to be with. Um, we then sent them the equipment or took the equipment with them. Um, we gave them a week to sort themselves out, settle in. And then it was like, right, what do you want to do? We've, for our programme, um, which is on a timeline, which has always been... Um, monitored, tracked and measured sort of thing under more pressure than say some of the more established athletes. It's like this is actually an opportunity because we've got more time now. Um, we don't know how it's going to last um, and, and what what can we do to develop what we've got with in a little bit more relaxed setting um, and it was um, a technical identification strength identification, stuff like that one of the girls, it was like this we videoed um, we sat down, we talked about what we saw, they identified what they were looking at, um, it's what we did with all of them, and then how are we going to do that? And then it was a question of what we need to do and work on, with an aim of, I'd like to be able to do this by the end of this six-week block, which was able to um, join in with the senior group and hit a session in a certain way, at a certain level, and it was actually very organic, and she was able to do it, and, but she couldn't have done it at the start the, the, the the breakdown, the, the lockdown, sorry, breakdown, lockdown. Um, and we identified what we need to do and what skills and, and, and strength development we need to put in that. It's amazing what you can do in six weeks. 
if it's focused and it's yeah, a, right. yeah. the, the growth that you can get out of a person is incredible um so we, we identified and it was constant tracking and measuring as we went through as in the measurement being um let's review what we're seeing there was no physical thing apart from the gym and that was that was being run by helen snc coach um, and it was more to say we are actually making gains not losing um, and to identify if we were losing um, and because they've got something to work towards they've got something to focus on uh, which mental stimulus was really good um, they could see it so that encouraged them and motivated them um, the team like me and the team we all knew what was working on together and we could support that as we're going through sort of thing and then the outcome like i say was what we're hitting um, and we, a big green tick and then what do we do next and move on from there and, and evolve it from there um, one of the sessions we ran was with the senior canoe group on ergos so we've got the whole team on the screen for oh, wow. yeah uh, working alongside james um he runs the session i was sat there then that stimulates a conversation on the, afterwards with me and james myself um and then um the, the stimulation the conversation from the girls as i get the feedback from that session what we're doing that was really good um and i don't checking challenging each other as we go so like i saw this i saw that why are you doing that oh that makes sense you know and i like this i like that so all of that was going um and in the meantime you know the girls have actually gone well rather than having a specific time where i have to train because we're at a center this that, and the, i can plan my day around the session and i can choose what time i want to do and i've gone well what time do you need to do it's your program your program and, and they're actually really really enjoying um the environment that they're in at the moment um where they are because they've got the autonomy of being at home somebody else is doing the cooking cleaning for them if you like um they've got ownership of their program um i get to see now we're out of lockdown a bit more i'm seeing them a couple times a week um and, and in the meantime they're meeting up with other athletes um program in different areas and arenas and, and creating their own training group environment which they're, they're really enjoying because they're getting an opportunity to paddle with other paddlers that they wouldn't normally paddle with, which is really, really healthy for them. Um, not because they can't, it's just that time schedules of the programs and things during the day makes it a bit difficult at times, or where other athletes are, you know. So um, we do try to line up, and one of the aims for us this year, moving into next, will be that my girls would do, where appropriate, more sessions with the senior canoe group. So it's aligned and, yeah. and that sort of thing. So, and, and then, and what's really nice as well is um, we can, Look, I keep saying, so this time last year, we couldn't do this. I'm saying it, but just remember where we were a year or so ago. And that's, that's, that's progression, you know, because um, it's, it's very difficult to measure the untangibles, I find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's quite hard, I guess, when you're in something learning to see how much better you've got as well, isn't it? Like yeah. You, sort of, yeah, you forget the struggles sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so no, it's, it's yeah, so that's kind of. I mean, the girls they've actually quite enjoyed it. I mean, they've missed each other in that environment, but um, it's been quite a refreshing change and actually a really good thing. And we had there was a whole learning process of what we've done with the ergo around the ergo and how we've moved them forward. Um, and 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 then the question will be what so whilst we're doing all that, what are they normally doing? And it will be chasing some form of performance for a competition because we're trying to get selected somewhere, but actually, we're allowed to just pause for a bit and focus on some of the quality stuff we need you know our girls are, are, are having to catch up athletes that have been paddling 10 years you know, we've got a short time to do it in so that's the hard part um you know but they are hungry for it and that's because they've bought into it you know and 
Um, and their initial impressions of the sport are really, really positive, usually. Um, that, that, that's really good, you know. And, you yeah. know, just listening back and reflecting back on what you've been saying this, this morning, you know, loads of like, highly motivated athletes with a highly motivated coach really helps. Share hmm. goals, creativity, uh, ownership of the training program. You know, that's, yeah. that's kind of, Blimey, I'm yeah. going down a good tick list there, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. I do get it wrong. Don't, don't get yeah. it, don't get, you know, I do get it wrong from time to time. But like I say, and sometimes it's just the honesty saying, "Look, I'm really sorry, guys. I've got this. Got this wrong. This this isn't working. We need to change. Let's go back. Why are we getting it wrong? You know." So, um, and I and I don't mind that at all. I'm, I'm quite happy to to hold my hand up um, as much as I have to stick my head on the chopping block and say, "I, I believe we can do this." You know. So, um, and then give it a go. See what we can find. What we learn on that journey, sort of thing. Um, and it's. Yeah. For me, it's very much about developing that whole person. I know it sounds a bit cliche, but that, that holistic development of, of that person and see how they change. Feedback from the parents, because I, I try to be connect, connected to the parents as well, even though they're remote. And the, the reflections on how the daughter's changed as a person or grown as a person is quite nice as well. It's usually quite complimentary. Um, wow. They're independent. You know. I mean, one of the girls had never gone shopping before. Um, we had to... <laughs> <laughs> well, she'd been shopping, but she hadn't, you know, um, been food shopping. Wasn't quite sure which stuff. To, simple stuff, simple stuff. Hand holding sometimes, you know. Yeah. But maybe having a little bit of fun at the same time about it, but not belittling um, or anything like that. Um, and and yeah, all that sort of stuff. It's it's, it's lovely. It's it's been a fabulous opportunity um, for me. So. Brilliant. 